we are on. You, you can see it. We are online. If you go now. Yeah. Is, yeah, you got it? We are on. All good. Awesome. Hi, everyone. How are you? Hi, Hayley? how are you doing? I'm great, thanks. How are you going, Hayley? Yeah, I'm going good. Oh, Welcome good. back. <laughs> it's really nice to be here. Um, this week's topic that we're discussing is getting the most out of your NGE. So how to recognise that you're suffering from NGE and how to get the most out of that and head your life into a positive direction rather than wallowing in NGE. Yeah. yeah, yeah we, we normally have Monique, but I don't know, maybe it's technical, maybe it's something different, so we don't know, but uh, it's going to be the three of us for the moment until Monique is there. So I let Monique in because I think it, it'd be fair to just start with Monique around and then yeah. we, we can really dig in. How are you doing, Monique? You there? Yes. Hello. <laughs> I'm Monique. How are you? I am good. Nice to all meet right. you all. Well, Monique, I don't need to introduce that. You can see Lisa Thompson's there. There's Hayley Adcock, Monique Ship. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Monique. Sure. So, hi, everyone, again, and um, a future hello to those who will be listening. Um, to this recording. I always enjoy um, podcasts being recorded because it's such a valuable resource. It's a moment in time. It's um, it's people's experiences in the moment. And so uh, I hope wherever you are, when you're listening to this, if you're walking, if you're driving, if you're eating lunch, having a coffee, sitting in the sun, um, take a moment to just um, ground yourself, center yourself and yeah, just be really open to accepting what this podcast has to offer. Uh, we can always learn um, from each other and right. from the science in psychology. So with that, my name is Monique, but you can call me Mon uh, if you prefer. I am a provisionally registered psychologist. I'm currently completing a master's of psychology clinical. I'll be finished in December and I'm a PhD student. Uh, my background and my interests involve suicide prevention. I predominantly work with adult clients in the areas of stress, depression, anxiety, ADHD, autism, uh, and grief and loss and work-life balance. I also work with children who have selective mutism uh, in St. Leonard's uh, at the Selective Mutism Clinic. Wow. Supervised by Dr. Elizabeth Woodcock. And uh, together we work at resolving selective mutism that is typically an anxiety disorder. Uh, so a little bit about my training. I've trained with Dr. Gary Keith Banks and some incredible uh, people like Simone Mohi, a clinical psychologist, uh, one of my absolute queens out there who has definitely changed and shaped me in my practice. Uh, and also, um, Beautiful Amber DeLucia, another clinical psychologist. I have to shout out to her. I always pay homage to my mentors who have definitely um, helped develop my therapeutic stance today. So, uh, and I can't forget Dr. Steve um, Zalezi. So, in saying that, um, I am 33 years of age. I live in Sydney. Uh, I have a cat and a dog. 
I'm very much uh, into nature. I enjoy uh, cooking um, and I am kind of okay at it. I have a lot of competition with my um, my partner's family and, and what that means is they're very good cooks. So I've slowly been able to um, show my hidden talents there. Nice. Very so, nice. Well, the, the good thing about this NGA podcast is that we have two psychologists or so like people with knowledge and then we have a mother of three. So someone who has got huge experiential knowledge and then we have a man, a useless dude like me, but I'm going to try to make sure that we uh, direct this podcast in a nice way. Okay. So what's this week on Lisa? This week's topic is getting the most out of your NGE. Um, but one of my first questions that I have for you girls um, with all the, the training and certificates and diplomas behind you is I'm actually wondering if we've missed a step and do we need to sort of focus on first um, people recognising that they have NGE, you know, like in Thomas's book, he says that he actually thinks that NGE comes out in anxiety and anger and, and different type of um, emotions in that way. Um, where last week Hayley said that NGE is just a thought, but yet Thomas says that it comes out in these different ways. So, you know, like if today I go, oh, I'm really nervous about the, the podcast or I'm really anxious or, you know, do you look at someone and go, oh, you've got NGE? You know, how do we get people to identify that they're actually what they're experiencing is coming from NGE in the first place. Wow. You, you started like with a bang. <laughs> Can you just calm down? I said to Monty, we're going to take it easy. Don't worry. It's just four people try to do it easy. Okay. Um, so oh. I have notes. Sorry. <laughs> if it's ready. Bailey, yeah. do you want to take over? No, it's, it's true. Like, it, you know, for people to get the most out of their NGE, they actually have to acknowledge that they have it first. I and, agree. And, like, you know, I, I, I'm Michelle in the book. I, I go red from my belly button up Yeah. when I have to public speak or I get put on the spot or sometimes it just happens because it happens. I, I don't know why. You know, it's, it's something that has always happened to me since I was a little girl. So... That's just a part of me, and I've I've learned to, to learn to live with that. Sometimes I have a turtleneck on, you know, because I feel I might that might happen to me. So they're, they're just things that I experience. But if people don't know that that's coming from NGE, how do they get the most out of it? I I have to say before, so that the, the two ladies can think, right, Lisa. I thought you were someone special, but I have to say now you're you're just as ordinary as all of us because. The fear of public speaking. I keep telling you that. <laughs> I'm just me. The fear of public speaking is a number one fear that we all have because of NG. We never think we're good enough. Do you know that most people have got that fear be, uh, uh, first and beyond the fear of death? This is crazy. Mm -hmm. and, and so what you're having is nothing special. But now let's listen to the two ladies. Is that... Is what Miss Lisa here is saying right, or is she really like suffering from NGE? I think last week we spoke about um, NGE being a thought um, that creates feelings, but everyone's NGE is different. Hmm. So, I up on our Facebook page, I put the feelings wheel, 
Yeah, I love that. So to get people to have a look at, if you're not feeling good enough, what are those feelings? Because not good enough isn't a feeling by itself. It's a creation of all different other feelings. But what Thomas is empty. If an ordinary person is feeling NGE, are they going to go, oh, maybe this, I'm feeling something and I need to go look for a feelings wheel? Oh, no, no. It's Who about- has that on their fridge? No. I'm, I'm not a psychologist. I'm just, I'm just the mum and I don't ha- I've never had that on my fridge. Yes. So for, for normal people, yes. what type of things should they be looking out for um, to well, identify that they different. might be suffering from? This is sort of what I'm trying to explain. Everyone's would be different. So yeah. you have to recognise, I guess, some of your weaknesses or something or, or the feelings that are being brought up and they might not be that you're not good enough. So, no, not everyone's going to recognise that. But NGE is like, a, is like a hidden core belief about yourself. So not everyone is going to be introspective enough to go, oh, why am I thinking that way or why am I feeling that way? It just pops up. It's an automatic thought and outcomes a feeling or, or a response to something. So it's only in reflection. Because our thoughts are so automatic. Yeah. Okay. So well, I think, yeah, in doing that, you need to be able to go. Like, is it a repetitive thing? Like, is it every time you get on this, you know, get asked to speak about something? Is it every time you go somewhere? Is it every, you know, like, it's sort of got to be a pattern to it um, in order for you to be able to get some sort of insight and be able to do something about it. Okay. Monique? Yeah. Wise words, Haley. I can see the CBT coming through there around those automatic thoughts and CBT, um, cognitive behavioral therapy, just to let people know. Yes. Um, so I guess being clinically trained, I, I do really see a lot of people um presenting with oh they 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 say time after time, you know, I just I just don't feel good enough Um, or I'm not good enough. And that's their direct um, belief. And and Haley's right, these core beliefs, um, they originate somewhere, right? Whether it's in our childhood, whether it was recently we formed these beliefs, but the beliefs can be quite entrenched and really hard um, to to change these core beliefs. It takes time, it takes practice. But what we do know is that we all have days where nothing feels good enough. And for most people, the feeling might pass and kind of doesn't necessarily impact their daily living. But for some, uh, a fear of imperfection or not feeling good enough can sometimes turn into a very repetitive um, experience. and it can intrude on every part of their life every day. So I guess thinking clinically, people might kind of know this not feeling good enough as imposter syndrome, which is is the buzzwords that kind of come up a lot. Um, And that's more of in a professional sense, you know, if you start a new job or a new role or um, the research, you know, reports that doctors feel imposter syndrome when they first start out. So- Oh, I thought they they had a gut complex. 
<laughs> Sorry, I should have interrupted. Please. It's okay. It's okay. Not feeling good enough um, does not discriminate. Everyone on the planet will go through this at one point in time. But I guess where this not feeling good enough can become an issue is if it's this repetitive, excessive thought that keeps popping up every day in different situations, like Haley was saying, you know, for us to really know whether this is a problem, where does it come up? How often? How long does it last for? And how much did it impair my functioning, maybe socially in relationships at my work, um, maybe studying academically if you're doing, um, you know, extra study as an adult. Um, It could be about a situation. It could be about an object. It could be about anything. And so while we always kind of um, as adults are faced with fears in life, um, I guess not feeling good enough is kind of this perceived threat when we approach a situation. When you do something, I'm not feeling good enough. Okay. So so I I just want to ask you, the, the, the question that we are thinking about this week is, I'm going through not good enough thoughts. How the hell do I get the most out of those thoughts? I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I'm not having, I'm not having wine to drown my NG. Right? I'm, I'm only having wine because it's a continuation of the Wine and Wisdom podcast. But I'm, I'm just saying, so someone is experiencing not good enough thoughts right now. First of all, when you're in that kind of state of mind, you can't really think of solutions. So how, how does someone get the best out of the, those thoughts when they in those kind of mindsets? I, I, I find this quite a paradox. Yeah. Uh, this whole topic of how do I get the most out of my not, not good enough thoughts, not feeling good enough thoughts? How can one get something positive out of not feeling good enough? I think is the first challenge in my mind that I go to and not feeling good enough um, to get the most out of that thought or those thoughts is to recognize them as, as, as they are. And then to hold them and look at them and move through them. The, the not good enough thoughts are trying to tell you something. So to get the most out of those thoughts is to actually look at them and unpack them and think, okay, why am I thinking this way? And how can I have an alternate thought? The not good enough thoughts is showing you internally something not quite right. My confidence. I, I think it is stopping, yeah. you, stopping yourself in your own thoughts and going, okay, what is my direction? Is this really what I want? Is this a good thing for me? And, you know, telling yourself that, you know, you, you can do it and believing in yourself and turning yourself in the right direction and following through. Um, but it, it can also be alarm bells that you're not in the right situation. And it's, it's learning to listen to your inner voice and what you want out of life to, you know, sometimes not good enough can spin you off into a whole different direction. And, you know, you can succeed in leaps and bounds yeah. you know, if, if you focus and believe in yourself and tell yourself that you can do it. Um, you know, and get support from your family and friends and and talk to people about what you're thinking because sometimes if you actually put your concerns to your family and friends or um, your your mentors or um, your mindset group, if you put that actually out loud to people and say, this is how I'm feeling and this is what I'm thinking, 
often when you actually say it out loud and you hear it yourself, you go, yeah, that's really stupid. Like, I'm not, I'm not thinking straight. That's not right. Of course I can do this. Believe in yourself and move on. Mm. Where if you let it sit in your mind and keep looping around, it just, you just keep thinking, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, how can I do this? But if you actually talk to people and, and listen to what you're saying out loud, um, sometimes, it, you know, you can think to yourself, yeah, that's, that really is silly. I, I can do this or I do believe in myself, you know, like you can sort of listen to yourself as though you were your own friend and move forward. That's just from me, from the mum. <laughs> You're right, Lisa. Like, yeah. You don't want to confuse your thoughts with the truth. And sometimes that can happen if it's if it stays in your own head. That's right. If you keep going round and round and round, it ju you just build on it and it just grows and and you, it ends up this massive big problem. When really, you know, you put it out loud, throw it out off your sounding board, and and it's often things aren't as bad as they seem. Yeah, and I think just even having this as a topic that everyone feels like this, but but it's sometimes okay. not spoken about because you don't want to look silly or you don't want to feel you know let everyone see your insecurities so yeah. you don't speak about it but often our heads trick us into thinking things that aren't true and when we speak them out loud or we say it to someone we love and care about we talk it through that you go oh my gosh I sound stupid yeah. that's right yeah or even be able it puts to get into perspective doesn't it when you hear it out loud it just puts it into perspective yeah and yeah. then you can also go why do I well Yes, it might sound silly, but why? Why does it keep coming up? Why do I keep doing this? Or, you know, on the other end of the scale around self-sabotage, like why can't I let myself be happy? You know, I hear that often. It's like I do this to myself. I ruin relationships or I, you know, I change jobs. But I, I did like that job. But, you know, and we can get into a self-sabotage sort of situation. But but do you do you think that why is a good question for people who are experiencing NGE thoughts? If once you become aware of them, you need to be able to recognize. Okay, so we so we all agreeing that awareness is the first thing, right? But we're going to talk a little bit about awareness because it's fine for us to just say the word awareness, but there's a lot of work in awareness, right? Uh, yes. A lot of people say uh, let's be aware, but they don't understand. I mean, I'd love to lose weight too, but there's a lot of work before you lose the weight. So awareness is the same thing. It's a muscle. Yeah? Correct. You, yeah. You, you don't go, I'm going to pay attention now and be aware of my thoughts. No, 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 no. It's a muscle. You have to build it over time. You have to keep on doing it. And the awareness that you have of yourself on day one is a very different level of awareness you have of yourself in the, on day 100. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's, it's then that just don't stop the thought. Like that's not the goal is to just stop yeah. not feeling good and, you know, stop thinking you're not good enough. Like don't do that because that's just pushing it all down and away sort of thing. So being aware would be to not stop it. Okay. So let's go Being back. aware is not stopping your NGE. So still feel it. Okay, can you just explain that to me? <laughs> woman, I don't, woman, I don't, I don't believe you've got NG this week. You shut up. I don't believe you've got NG this week. <laughs> no, just, just, just 
Just say that. No, no, it's it's actually a very good point. So being aware does not mean it's fixed. No, but, no, no, but, it but no. you can't. No. But you can't catch a thief you don't see. So that's seeing right. things, yeah, and, that, is, and that's is, why I wanted to ask the question about identifying and and accepting that you're like, how do people know that they've got NGE? You know, if if they're anxious or you know angry or you know feel sick over something or worried or stressed, how do they know that that's coming from NGE and not from like nerves or why? What? Why are you laughing, Monique? Yeah, it looks like yeah, she's got something. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's a big question, and I've, yeah. got, a, I've got a lot of thoughts. Um, your question was, how do we know that um, you know it's NGE or where it comes from? Um, and we were touching on awareness. That is truly the beginning. Self awareness is that ability to focus on yourself and how your actions thoughts and emotions do or do not align with your internal standards. So if you're highly self-aware, um, you can objectively kind of evaluate yourself, manage your emotions, align your behavior with your values and kind of understand correctly how others perceive you. And it's with this awareness that grows over time that is really the key to kind of unlocking what to do next right? You feel the feeling. Okay. I'm aware of the feeling what to do next. Yeah. And is it sit with the emotion for a little bit around, well, I'm not feeling good enough and that really hurts. And I don't know how I'm going to move forward right now. So that's validating and giving space for those emotions of not feeling good enough. Sometimes you might just need to distract yourself and that's okay too. But stopping the thought is essentially key to immediate uh i said i would say freedom right oh i'm just not going to have that thought that's just a useless thought um but over time for example in therapy what we do with clients Haley, Haley, and i would do is we we get down to that core belief like why is it that you're not feeling good enough what is the belief you have about yourself let's but, work but, but what if, but what if the answer they say is i don't know because if I did know, I wouldn't have those feelings. Yes. And I guess that's where um, you turn to your friends and family or other supports or a therapist and you kind of work through it. It takes, sometimes it takes time. You know, we can get to a core over time. Um, sometimes it takes a bit of digging, doesn't it, Haley? Like with some clients, you get there really quickly. Um, but with some, you know, it takes a little bit longer. Yeah, but no, do you, I think that's where it's important for people. I just, I just want to ask a question because the, the, the two of you are very uh, CBT, uh, so cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, uh, what is it? You're, you're prone to think that way. But what happens when a, a person who's got uh, NG is very EQ, very, they, they don't really uh, understand concepts, concepts don't make sense to them. So trying to really have a some kind of cognition of the, their thought patterns and processes don't does not mean too much to them because they feel it. How how do you deal with that then? I had um last week's last podcast that we did. Um, I had a couple of inboxes from people to sort of <laughs> sort of thing that comes for me and the, you know. You're helping people already, you. 
<laughs> Long debate. Um, and so lots of people don't seek therapy around NGE. No. It just is what it is. And, you know, they might go, oh, yeah, I think it's from my parents or I think it was from this situation or I was bullied at school or whatever it was. They can think maybe they know. But, no, they don't go there and try to, like, really resolve that stuff. Instead, they just go, well, when I don't feel good enough, I, I use it as motivation. Mm -hmm. Or I just go, well, I'm just going to prove myself wrong or whoever it was who was in my head or whoever created, you know, and, and you build on that. And that's what I would say. For example, Lisa, you did. Like, yeah. if you didn't feel good enough, you just used it as motivation to go, well, I'm just going to prove, I'm going to put one foot in front of the other yeah. and I'm keep just going find that ladder and I'm just going to keep doing it. And I think that's what the majority of people would be doing. They'd be going, okay, it's there. I feel it. And now I'm going to use it to my advantage. Mm -hmm. And no, they don't go back to family of origin issues or whatever else. They don't unpack it because it, it hasn't impeded their functioning. They have got, they've just, yeah, it sort of hasn't, maybe that stagnated them for a little bit, but it hasn't really interfered um, with them that much. So yeah, they've used it, I guess, because NGE can be a good thing. Is NGE a good thing? That, that's gonna be a, another topic, right? I don't, I don't know about it now, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> How can NG be a good thing? I, I personally believe that NG, uh, you either uh, work it out, settle with it, or it's going to destroy you eventually. Yeah. So this example that was given to me, and so I'll just pose it, was that sometimes it can be a good thing in this. So this was the example, was I knew that my this isn't me, this is the person, um, that they knew that their father really valued, um, you know, material things and, like, you need to have a house by this time and you need to... Right. And he wanted to travel. So he put all his money into travelling the world and life experiences and all of those things. And when he spoke to me, he said, I'm a traveller. I'm a people, like I loved it, I've loved all of my experiences and I knew it was disappointing my dad. I knew I wouldn't be good enough. I didn't have a house by 30 like my sister. So she, he said, I've always felt not good enough, but do I disappoint my dad to be authentic to myself and be the traveller, this, you know, because I loved that, or do I you know, be good enough for my dad and do that, those goals only to resent later because you're not authentic. But that's so a conversation that needs to be had between the, the son and the father. Yeah. You know, because obviously they don't really understand each other and they don't really know each other. Correct. So he was just, he's, was just sort of talking about that's how I've used my NGE to motivate myself to sort of go, well, I'm just going to be authentic to me and I'm going to disappoint people and not feel good enough in this situation or this situation, but, yeah, who am I? What are my values? So but that like was you said last week, Hayley, good enough for whom? I love yeah. that. I love that. And that's, that's one thing that my mum taught me very early when, you know, I was in high school. 
kids, other girls, other students, whatever, friends, not friends, whatever, just stick your nose in the air and, and keep walking. And it's true. Like, you know, I, I believe and I, I hope my kids have learned that earlier in life they can learn not to worry about everyone else, what everyone else is doing, the, the better off they are, you know, the more resilient they'll be. Like, you know, my mum used to always say, just stick your nose in the air and keep on walking and don't worry about them. And it's true. It's yeah. true. The earlier you learn that, the better. But it's just hard. That's hard in hard. the back age that we're living in of social oh, media. So hard. <laughs> but it's it, it, so, social so. media with the kids. Like, you know, every time I, I open up my Facebook or I, I walk into the nice little store that I, you know, the clothing boutique or whatever, you know, now the clothing boutiques, not only do they have candles, but they also have self-help books. Everywhere you turn, everyone's got a self-help book. Everyone's got a little quote that you should be, you know, having on your mobile phone or you should be having here or there or on your fridge, whatever. And it's like, well, that that also is putting out to everyone that everyone's not, not good enough. You know, there's always more gratitude to be had. There's always more positive, you know, little jingles or whatever. Like it's just everywhere you go, there's something that is all this positive stuff, which is good, but... When is it enough? I'm glad you you brought up social media and I kind of wanted to just say, Haley, your example of that client, um, you know, when he said, um, I don't have a house like my sister does, right? Right there was comparison. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And when you compare yourself to someone else, that's also, um, you know, a big factor behind feeding that not feeling good enough. So looking a little bit into what social comparison is, um, it's, it's everywhere, like you said, Lisa, you know, on social media, people can compare themselves. And um, there was a recent study um, and course by Harvard University. It was called the Science of Happiness or Wellbeing and they literally said, you know, social comparison is one of the strongest predictors for depression. Um, so when you compare yourself to someone else, it's, it's not healthy. Um, could be inspirational, um, but it definitely feeds into that not feeling good enough. But 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 you can't but you can't help but do that. Mum yeah. and dad ask you to be better than your cousin. Then when you go to school, the school reports ask you to be better than your classmates in, in I mean when I went to school they every week the teacher would ask all of us to move desk and whoever had the best school report for that week would sit closest to the teacher and the last one would be the third row at the back so isn't society then breathing NG I mean we, we know that but how do I still get the best out of it right now so far ladies I, I think that we spoke about awareness is the first step. Yeah. I think that uh, in, in many ways you have been speaking about make sure you have the right mastermind group, a group of people that you can talk to that really can not, not say, oh, poor you, but at least debate your ideas. When you say something, they can say, really? Let, let, let's take that thought of yours a little bit further and see where it leads. And, and really argue the point with you without you feeling like uh now i want to just shoot myself that's that's not the right mastermind group but what what else can people do what else can people do i'm i'm, I'm having right now not good enough thoughts because i'm going these three ladies 
I mean, I, I don't know what I don't know what Lisa has eaten tonight, but th these three ladies just just like out of this world, and I'm sitting here with my glass of wine and enjoying the moment. I, I'm feeling not good enough. I, I I don't deserve to be in this podcast. So how do I take the best, make the best of those thoughts? Well, I would say stop comparing and competing in this moment. The phrase that you're not good enough implies that there's a kind of a standard that exists that you've got to meet right now. But what I really enjoyed hearing was you saying, I'm here enjoying the moment, partly. <laughs> you've got a wine if you're not feeling good enough. Um, yeah, so just stopping and compare, stop that comparing and competing, I think is the first thing we can do when we're not feeling good enough. That is if we are comparing. Um, it could just be a negative automatic feeling that comes up. And if that's so, then, you know, we can seek therapy for that. But I would, I would again, another practice to stop feeling like you're not good enough is actually recalling your past achievements. You know, what have I done in the past? Right. Actually is hardcore evidence of, I am good enough, actually. I've been good enough in the past and reminding ourselves of these achievements is really important. So having an achievements log, I think is is a good practice. Nice. But but what, what if you, you talk to your friend and you say, have a look, you've been single, you, you brought up three amazing kids, but then your friend goes, ah, no, that means nothing. That means nothing. Well, I mean, that's- Do you have the right friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I mean that's a very um I guess maybe lived experience example I'm not sure um but yeah that means nothing um is probably not the deep down true response that you would give if you would sit down and stop and really reflect and go, well, no, my, my children are amazing. And you kind of have a moment of, yeah, really understanding what the deeper meaning is for you. In okay. the, um, which, which brings it back. Like, I think um, if you really know what's important to you and what you want out of a situation and where you want to go and where you want to be, um, you know, if you're not feeling good enough, you can sort of decide where, whether you want to keep going if, if it's where you want to go and where you want to be and you know what you want and you don't feel good enough and that's where you want to be, well, then you can work on it, build on it, you know, get support, talk to people and, and move in a positive direction and do what you want to do, like reach your goal. Um, that's why I think it's really important that people know what's important to them and why they're doing something. Yeah. And I'm sure you know why you're here, Thomas, and, and this is important to you. So... I'm, I'm, I'm here just to learn. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think what you were talking about, Lisa, around, you know, speaking to a close friend, yeah. um, something we can do around when we're not feeling good enough is kind of when we're in the process of doing something, an act or a behavior or a task or, or whatever it is that is causing us to, you know, have that not feeling good enough, um, stopping and kind of just knowing that focus on the process rather than the results. You know, there's so much um, pressure on everyone to always have output, output, time efficient, be this, be that, be enough, be enough or be more. Um, you know, often it's in that process uh, where the, the character's built 
um, and going through that process is important rather and than it's both. regrouping with yourself and being content with where you are mm. yep. and which is not like trying to compare yourself to everyone else as if as what we've already spoken about but being content and just happy just to just to be in the moment and and where you are and to be happy with what you've got and just to find happiness within each day rather than feeling like oh I should be doing this you know I should be at sport with the kids or I, I should be at home I shouldn't be at work I should, you know all the all the mother guilt things that's why my point of view here like learning to be content and knowing that you're doing your best I think also can help you with you know that feeling of not feeling good enough like if, if you learn to know that you're doing your best and not everyone has to be the same we are all very different not everyone has to have the same life and the same journey um, we're all unique and all our journeys are unique and I think if people can accept that and be content that then not good enough feelings will subside yeah nice one and yeah. you're touching on um you're touching on one of my favorite other therapies because um clinical psychologists and psychologists don't just use cbt um sorry to spoil it for you but we have many other modalities and i know you do i know you do <laughs> um so lisa i you were talking about present moment awareness so stopping reflecting and just being in the moment um is is really powerful and learning to yeah be content with what you have respecting the process yeah um, is is really important and then um so that's mindfulness right so being present in, in the moment mindfulness and that's um definitely one of my go-to therapeutic modalities that that i use in therapy how, how do people do that the question about being mindful or being in the present moment or... I, I, without them going through the book of Eckhart Tolle the, the power of the now for how do people get into this now moment mm. let's practice it well right? for me <laughs> I, I I I'll put my hand up I don't do a lot of reading and I haven't done a lot of study so all my experiences are through life experience and my journey and for me I had to learn to I had to learn to be happy. I had to learn to accept where I was, you know, accept that my kids couldn't always do three or four different sports. And, you know, when often things were on, we were not there and we were out, out the back playing in the dirt or, you know, riding our bikes or having fun together. And now at the other end, because my kids are, as I said last week, 22, almost 19 and just 17 last week, I'm really grateful for that because... I think I got the most out of their childhood, you know, like I, I'm the lucky one because I got to spend that time with them. And I think I'm really lucky because had if things been different, you know, I may have been off at three or four different sports and, you know, the mum on the sideline. How boring, you know, like I was really lucky to be actually with my kids more, I believe, because I wasn't able to do as much. So I'm grateful, grateful for that. Nice. Haley, are you meditating or are you just being aware? But right now, are you into the awareness state? What's going on? I guess I'm being very mindful and being in the moment. <laughs> oh, and I think um, what you were saying, Lisa, around, um, you know, that it is about the process and not perfection. Like you were never after perfection. Some people chase perfection. 
But the reality is even the most successful people aren't perfect. Like it doesn't exist. So whenever NGE comes up, it's about, I guess, changing that thought of, you know, well, what, like, what am I doing? Like yeah. who am I doing it for? And what are my like what are my actual goals? And really like sitting in that, you know, I guess just questioning that that's probably not perfect. That that role on Instagram and those houses and families, you know, they're a moment in time. And the rest of it is real life. Is that their real life? Yeah. Yeah. And it, and some parts might be, and it and it was a real photo, and it is their real house. But there's other things that go on, like photos are a moment in time that look amazing, and you're not going to put all the crap ones on. Like I put on the best photos of my kids, the way they're smiling, not yeah. the two before where they. Oh, that's okay. Now like that mine are older, there's always kids. one of them. They have this worked out between them that one of them, like, will I'll just have to stand up here. They sit there like this. One of them. <laughs> exactly. The three of them are in cahoots together that one of them, every single photo, one of them has to destroy it for me because they think I won't post it. Well, guess what? I do. Exactly. But others don't. They like fish for the, you know, yeah, the best one. So it looks perfect. But we have to keep telling ourselves that even the most successful person or the people that we follow on Instagram or those that we envy, they're not perfect. I have a beautiful um, tin sign in my kitchen, retro tin sign, which sits up behind the toaster. Um, and it's this retro lady, you know, with the scarf around her head, cleaning the bar. And it says, um, the sign of a waste of life is a clean house. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I love it. And that's there to remind me, like, to, you know, Get out and go and enjoy it, not not be here like sweeping and mopping and you know. She's not paying attention to that. I've been to her house. It's still the it's still the cleanest house I've ever seen. No, the and I think the other thing we need to sort of talk about because I mean we've talked about stopping comparison. You know, really unpacking. Um, you know, are your thoughts that they're not the truth and all of those things? Have the, that team with you or someone to vet it with, but everyone's personal goals are so different they're really unique but you've got to know what they are so that you can focus on the progress and not on perfection so have like setting up your own personal goals and whether that be for your career for your finances for your social life um, you know relationships um, physical well-being like even just having one target that has, you know, so you can put one foot in front of the other. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I would believe that everyone has, like, Thomas, you would have had goals and then just, you know, just kept stepping towards them. So would you, Lisa, and so would you, Monique. Like, in our personal lives or in our professional lives, we all just need, need a goal, even if it's small, just to step towards. So but I think about in your personal life too it's about knowing that you're having a bad day or like recognizing you know I, I feel flat today I don't feel right you know I had a bad night's sleep whatever 
recognizing that you feel flat and having that process, you know, that, that thing that you do, whether you ring a friend, whether you have a book of positive quotes that can, you know, pull you, pull you up out of the, the trenches, like, you know, having that process that you can recognize, you know, you're having a bad day and going, okay, I'm going to call my, call my friend. I'm going to, you know, talk to her about this, or I'm going to Google this, like having that process that's going to help you be a bit more uplifted rather than just wallow through the day. Like, you know. And focusing on what you're good at. Yeah. But so ladies, you, you, you're having fun. Every day you've got to find something fun to do. Yeah, know? but you're speaking from the heart, ladies. So he, he's a man. We want to be the best. I mean, how could we just talk about the fact that we're not that good? I, mean, I, think, I think men have it really hard. To be honest, I think men have it really hard. And I, I think like a lot of breakdown in marriages, like you can see that the guy's off trying to do the best that he can do for his family. But for what? The cost, cost of his family and the cost of a relationship. But for anyone to try and tell a young man that he's ruining his life, for the sake of his career, good luck. <laughs> no, I think I think men do have it really hard because you know they have to provide, they have to, you know, be successful, they have to be the perfect father. So I'm not saying that mums don't either. Like like we we have it hard as well. But I think men particularly have it hard, and I think it's something that's not spoken about. That's something that we're going to talk about. Is NG uh, words for men for but but that's going to be another subject. Let me share with you something about how people can get the best out of their NG thoughts. The, the best thing for me was about three years ago, starting a series of podcasts. <laughs> and in the beginning, I, I, I did the podcast, but it wasn't live, like what we're doing right now. It was behind the scenes and I had a series, a, a team in the background that started to uh, edit whatever I said wrong and whatever I didn't want the world to know. And... It was really hard for me because I was more worried about NGE than the content in the podcast. But I have to say one thing, after three years of doing it, like I really couldn't care less now. I don't know. And maybe now I'm gonna ask the two of you to really uh, uh, help me with that. I don't know, but there came a moment where I couldn't be bothered anymore. Now it's like, I drink too much in one podcast, Really, I don't care. I don't drink enough in one podcast. Really, I don't care. You don't like my idea, this podcast. I don't care. And and if you and, and if you think that what I say in this podcast is wrong, do not listen to it. You know. And and I don't know what is it that happened to me that over that period of three years, the 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 the, the podcast has helped me. So is is part of NGE thoughts healing the fact that you just put your ng out there to the world because once it's out you can't take it back and if you can't take it back either you live with it but then is it dangerous and 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 do you just don't get not, not care about it or or am i doing something that is totally stupid that's going to bite me one day i'm asking you Well, it is what it is, isn't it? It's all about acceptance. Like, you know, you throw yourself out there and you don't care anymore. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, you woman, I don't know, about two weeks ago, you were so scared and I'm the one pushing you to do this. And now 
you look like a lioness. What what's wrong with you? Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just the orange jacket, Thomas. <laughs> so so what is the process? I mean, am I going through some kind of process because I'm giving it to the world? So and what is the process that got me from worrying about it and to into I don't care. Well, you've grown. You've grown and you've be, you've become more comfortable with the situation. So here's my next question. Should people who've got NG thoughts go out there and do podcasts and then just lay it out to them? <laughs> I don't know. She wants to take my spot. The psychologists are very careful. You can see the psychologists. They're very <laughs> careful about what they're going to say now. Like, you know, we don't care. I understand it, Lisa, but we, the professional, they're going, hold on, let's have a look at all the foresight and, and let's wage it. But I have to tell you this thing. If you are to gauge from one person going through this, the, the, the way I feel right now, I mean, I've just done two podcasts today after I've done a full day of training. And for me, it, it doesn't really matter because unless you, you go out there and put yourself out, really, wh why worry about things? So is it right to tell people don't worry about it? Have you done what we were talking about and you've just like you've realized that perfection is unachievable so that editing and all those things and you you know to try to get it perfect never but what what is perfect and perfection to one is not to another that's right so where does it start you're focusing on the process you're focusing on just doing it rather than the outcome or the end product you're just is that the advice we need to give people with NGE thoughts just focus on the process yep I do think so. And I think when you're doing something that you're passionate about or that, you know, you know, you want to help someone or, you know, whatever it is that you feel purposeful or you feel good at or, you know, you enjoy, even if you're not the best at it, if you're enjoying it or you're um, having fun, like Lisa said, or you are working hard for something, you know, that you want, um, then you're in that process. Thank God you're back, Monique, because I, I started to have a bit of a panic attack on my NGE. <laughs> my uh, internet connection was just not good enough. <laughs> I, I think that there's a lot of people right there, you know, if, and many of them, this is the thing too. Many people are going to listen like closet thing, uh, listeners and all these things. We, we've seen it with uh, Wild and Wisdom. So what do they do now? So we know awareness is one. Have a group is another one. Be willing to dwell on it is another one. Recognizing it. And, and I think the, 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 two, the two of you have used a beautiful word beside awareness, which is mindfulness. The ability to recognize at any point in time how am I feeling right now? What's the process of thoughts that I'm going through? It's a beautiful process. But you, how do you do that when all I'm worried about is I don't want dad to think that I'm not that good? You know, it, it, it's a crazy part, isn't it? So what, what, else, what else could we advise people? Because we're coming to the end now. We have eight minutes. So what I else? That conversation with their dad. I, I think if, if someone's making you feel like that, either remove yourself from that circle of friends or from the people that are making you feel inadequate or have the conversation. Ah, it's excellent that you say that because 
that about uh, three years ago was having an open heart surgery. He thought he was going to die. I, I landed about 24 hours before he had the operation. And dad sat down with me and gave me a 15 minutes of his talk. And I could see he was talking about maybe I won't survive tomorrow's operation. I'm going to tell you everything, kid. And dad was trying to free me. He said, you're, you're really good and you're this. And, you're... and I've heard things from that I've never heard before. But then when I left him and I went, flew home from Brussels, I felt as bad after a few weeks. And that's when I realized it had nothing to do with that. It had to do with what I keep on running inside my own head. Now, this is an experiential uh, knowledge. I, I, didn't, I got that to free me, but that didn't free me because it was never that to free me. It was about me freeing myself. Yeah. So I have now realized talking to, to, to the person to free you, whether they are alive or dead, is not going to free you. Yeah. And I think that's Thomas, where we get back can to I just ask, Sorry, Haley. Thomas, can I just ask you, though, having, having that conversation with your dad and learning that, you know, he is proud of you and that you are good enough for him and that he does think you're successful, did that not help you in some way like were you happy to hear that he felt that way like yes you've done all this stuff to yourself in your own head but that must have helped your healing and your journey somewhat it, it is a uh i have recorded when when dad started talking i said that do not talk i want to record it because i'm a bit slow so i i do more thinking afterwards when when i re-listen re to stuff so i recorded everything he said and every time that said that said something nice about me, I laughed. I made a joke. I I pushed it aside. I said, "Oh, Dad, come on, you're you're full of it. I know you don't really think of that. Really, Dad, you're not thinking." So I was the one discarding everything he was. The, the man was saying seriously because he knew he could die. And 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 I realized afterwards, when you're not ready for it, it doesn't matter. People give you the key. That you're not was just because it. you were feeling uncomfortable in that situation. Yeah, I, but you need to. You need to re-listen to that and and not listen to yourself. Stop focusing on on yourself and your reaction. No, I'm serious. You need to you need to listen to what your dad was saying to you, and and not not worry about mute that from your mind. What your reaction was, and stop analyzing that, and listen and and take in what he was actually saying to you. Yeah, I heard you. I I, I hear you. But um, so I'm I'm just thinking. So, but in my own head. He's still alive today, Touchwood. But he hasn't freed me because he's still alive. He hasn't freed me because he spoke to me. I truly believe that I have freed myself over the last 12 months. That's so good to hear. So good. And, um, yeah, I just really want to celebrate that for you because it must feel good to be free. Um, yeah, I'm happy for you. Um, it's been such a pleasure for me to be here tonight. Thank you so much for the invite. And before I before I jump out, I just wanted to share seven ways that you can try to stop thinking, you know, you're not good enough. Um, the first one is to realize that you're not the only one that thinks this, that everyone on the planet experiences this at any given point in their life for different reasons. So you're not alone. Stop 
comparing and competing with others. Yeah. Three, recall past achievements. Four, focus on the process rather than the results. Five, speak to a close friend you can trust. Six, be kind to yourself. And seven, seek therapy if you feel brave enough to when you're ready. So that's all from me tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Haley. it was a pleasure to meet you um, and Lisa and Thomas. Um, Thomas, I think these podcasts have a lot of gold. And um, yeah, congratulations on developing such a good communication tool to um, share your experience with others. Um, and I think the effects of your podcasts will go beyond what you might ever see, which is Thank really you. special. Thank you so much, Monique. You're welcome. Wow, that's nice. Lovely. Hey, we're going to let you close today because uh, Lisa's uh, out of this world today. The lioness has, has unleashed herself. I don't know. I, I said to, I, you know, I said to Lisa quite a few weeks ago, just do this thing. You will see within about six months, you will feel totally different. I lied. It took her two weeks. Okay, so Haley, what about you <laughs> closing today on those thoughts? And and I think that I'm not I'm not taking anything out of the seven points uh, from from Monique, which I think it's fantastic, right? Yeah. So what what about yours? And how do, would you close this? Oh no, I totally agree with those seven. I think that's it. And I think it's it's about um, I guess, yeah, rec noticing that they exist, that, that people in general don't feel good enough and that even the most successful person that you put on a pedestal is not perfect, I think will go a long way yeah. doing that, that it's about the process, not about the result or perfection. It's about, um, you know, doing what you're, what you're good at um, focusing on your strengths um, and being around, yeah, supportive people who build you up yeah. and who and who also uh, help you, you know, your own your your own worst critic. That like NGE is an inner critic, um, but it's also okay to to have sounding boards that are also critics and and you know help develop you, help you know, help you focus on learning more about yourself or about whatever you want to get better at. Or, um, you know, Lisa, you talked about like improvement, self-improvement and all of those things. Um, that's great if that's what people want to focus on and those personal goals and achieving and having like a cheer, cheer squad. So, um, and I just think that, yeah, what is good enough? Yeah. I'll yeah. add number eight. <laughs> I'll add number eight. I loved your, your seven, Monique, but I'll add another eight. Allow yourself to have fun. Allow yourself to laugh and allow yourself to laugh at yourself because it's it's okay not to be perfect all the time. So just enjoy it. Have fun. You know? That's going to be a different topic uh, that we're going to have to talk about it because I went to a Deepak Chopra seminar he uh, he held in Wollongong. Deepak Chopra came down with his uh, entire entourage and he, he put some music and tried to get us to allow ourselves to have fun and I froze. <laughs> 
and I cried in the dark because everyone had to dance with the music and I couldn't do it. So it, it's okay to just tell people to allow it, but I, I couldn't do it. I could not even dance I, and I cried and I was sobbing so badly that some of his guy, and I could feel it, my eyes were closed because it was that. I could, some of his people coming around me and saying, what's wrong with this dude, you know? And it was in 1997 and I, I, I really was not allowing myself to even feel it. But that will be something we need to talk about it because today we've recovered so much. Monique, you, you, you have been an amazing guest. I'm going to have to talk to you after this podcast and see what we can do and bribe you. But you, you, you have brought the invaluable things. And, and you know, the people say to me, why, why do you do this? And I think not only it's NG is universal, but I think if we can just change one person and help them feel better. And, and I think that one person in, in each podcast, and it's going to grow because people are going to start realizing that no, we don't have to live in a culture where we just hide not good enough. Because when you you tell yourself you're not good enough, you don't belong to the winners club. And, and, and I think that the more people are going to embrace it, the more people are going to not only be not only good enough, but no matter what, feel great about themselves, win or lose. Thank you so much, ladies. I really uh, feel totally stupid today. I do not thank the three of you for making me feel this way because I'm now leaving this podcast not feeling very good enough. Thank you very much. <laughs> and in closing, I'll just stop you there before we go because that defeats the purpose of the podcast. Um, <laughs> to you, Thomas, and to all the listeners out there, just gently tell yourself, I am enough. And that's actually what I wanted to call this podcast. I am enough. Thanks, everyone. Talk soon. Bye. 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 B